0: Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests. Hello and welcome to episode 98 of the Traveling Image Makers podcast with your host Ugo Chey. I'm saying with your host, because I'm alone today as Ralph is on his way to India. He will be there and in the rest of Southeast Asia for maybe a couple of months, but he will be back on the show as soon as he's settled somewhere where he has a good bandwidth. So uh, today I'll be interviewing uh, a friend of mine, a photographer and a podcaster himself, uh, Scott Wyden Kivowitz. So hello, Scott. How are you doing?
1: I'm um, doing really well. Uh, it's glad to con- uh, glad to connect again. Happy to be on the, on your podcast now. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a fun conversation, I think.
0: Yeah, I appreciate your, your being here and accepting our invitation. So uh, before we start, just a couple of words about you, uh, Scott Wyden Kivowitz. You are the chief community officer at Imagely, a blogger, photographer, father and educator. How's your daughter, by the way?
1: She's doing great. She's uh, almost three at this point, almost so she's doing, she's doing real well.
0: I thought she was younger. Her time goes by fast. I mean, <laughs> I remember <laughs> yeah. you posting yeah, about does. her being just born, just born, and now she's three. Come on.
1: I know. It's crazy. It's
0: crazy. You're also the, the author of many ebooks uh, on topics like uh, long exposure, street photography, panoramic photography. Uh, you're also a portrait photographer. You do family portraits, Mm -hmm. headshots. Uh, Here in your bio, you do cake smash sessions. Maybe you will explain what's the cake smash session. Uh, Yeah. And you also enjoy traveling, capturing the beauty of the world with your camera. Uh, You can be found teaching photographers about WordPress because that's the other half of what you do, not just taking photos, but also being kind of an IT guy or geek. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like to call myself a geek. So I hope that doesn't come across as derogatory. <laughs> it's, uh, it's making a good sense. So you work uh, with uh, Imagely, which is a company that does, uh, uh, what, what exactly does Imagely do? Can you explain?
1: So I, I like to say that Imagely makes website products for photographers, but the, specifically we're making WordPress themes and plugins for photographers.
0: Great. And you also are very much into education uh, through your site, your web, uh, your blog, uh, as you say, you know, straight to the point and easy to understand style, and through various ebooks that you've created during the years. And yep. everything about you, I guess, can be found at scottwyden.com. That's S C O T T W Y D E N.com. Did I get it all right?
1: You got it all right. <laughs>
0: okay, good. So what about those cake smash sessions? Was that something that you do after a wedding?
1: <laughs> no, actually. Uh, well, yeah, but, but far after a wedding. So a cake smash session is actually uh, on a child's first birthday. Mm-hmm. You basically set, set the child up on a floor or you know on a backdrop, and uh, you decorate the scene, and you document the child's first experience with cake. And usually it's a mess. Uh um there are it it, there are some kids like like my daughter who just didn't want to get messy she takes after her father and uh and uh so she wanted nothing to do with the cake so we had to like literally put her on top of the cake and let you know we kind of forced the smash but but yeah so a cake smash is typically the kid is this one newly one-year-old is um first Mm -hmm. experience with with cake so it's a it's a cool experience
0: yeah cool I can't imagine. Never heard of that, but <laughs> interesting. So, yeah. can you please share the, the story of how you came to be a, a photographer and a WordPress expert uh, at the same time? What what came first for you? Sure.
1: So, actually, music was first. I was a music major in college, and then uh, I, I decided I'd, I, I didn't I didn't like music theory. But my biological father and my grandfather were both. Uh, hobbyist photographers, and I was given their cameras. And so I I kind of always had a camera with me uh, growing up. And then when I decided I didn't like music theory, I kind of looked into photography theory a little bit and realized how much I loved photography theory. So I decided just while I was in college to change majors and Uh, I spent all my, you know, my rest of my college career was focusing on photography and, and then, uh, out of college, I got a job at a local retail store who actually also happens to be the world's largest, uh, electronics warranty company. And they just happen to have a small retail store in the town I grew up in and, and worked there for six years, made my way from the retail store up to the, basically the marketing department. And I wound up building out their first, blog and their social media um, you know, system, their email marketing system, and uh, basically got into WordPress. I was kind of tink, tink, tinkering with WordPress before that, but really that's what got me really into the WordPress game. And I, all along, I'm teaching photography classes and I'm taking on photography clients and doing the side business at the same time as working for this big company Doing their WordPress stuff and their marketing stuff, so that's kind of how the the two came t- came together was because of a job I had.
0: Yeah, interesting. I mean, uh, you, you're not a computer science major, so uh, that right. means that photography, uh, sorry, WordPress is probably not as hard as they make it to be. Sometimes <laughs> you don't have to be to have a PhD in computer science to, to make it work, because some some that people. That is for sure. Yeah, I yeah. would say it's really difficult to to use, to, to set up, you need to be a programmer, you need to know PHP, maybe maybe you want to dispel this myth a little bit.
1: Yeah, I don't know how to code at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I understand CSS because that's sort of easier to, I mean, that's something like if you could read and write and you know what colors are and you know fonts, what font sizes are, pretty much you can learn CSS, um, the basics of CSS, I mm-hmm. should say. So, so that's really all I know, and and some basic HTML I know, and and so any development needs that I need that I have, I I will outsource it, of course, or I will talk to the developers at Imagely. But but otherwise, yeah, everything I do is just from what WordPress offers, from what I can get out of themes, what I can get out of plugins that are available, and and that's it. You don't have to code to use WordPress.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, absolutely. I I am a computer science major myself, or uh, electrical electronical engineering with a, a specialization, how do you say, in, in computer science, but I, I could not code PHP for my life. So, I <laughs> know, uh, and I use WordPress uh, and, and CSS as well. Well, maybe for CSS, you need to do a little bit of math, uh, but multiplic- bit, yeah, multiplication yeah. and addition, and that's basically all you need. Yeah. It's not that difficult. Um, another question that many people ask about WordPress is, uh, is it really free, and what is the difference between WordPress.com and WordPress.org? What, what exactly is free yeah. with WordPress? WordPress?
1: Yeah. So WordPress is software. It is software like Microsoft Office or or I don't know Dropbox that you would install on your computer. It's software, except it's not something that's installed on your on your computer. It's installed in a, on a computer. On a, in a server, in a, at a host, right? So the software itself is free. Kind of like if you have Google Drive, you have a free software that you could, you could use, right? Um, you don't have to pay for Google Drive. You don't have to pay for WordPress. But WordPress does require hosting it. So you have to have a server. And that is kind of where the expense comes in. You're either hosting it with a company that that can set this up for you and they can host it and they can add the RAM and the storage space and take care of all that stuff. Or you host it yourself and you buy something like a Synology or a QNAP system and you have a server in your home that can run your website. Now, the the first one, hosting it somewhere is actually much better because you get much more performance. You typically have a support team that is there if there's a problem instead of you having to do it all yourself. Um, doing it yourself would be cheaper Um, but, but definitely more work involved. Um, so the software itself is free, but you do have to host it somewhere. And typically you can find a host that is affordable from $3 and up a month. And I don't, I don't necessarily recommend the less expensive ones because you do get what you pay for, but you can do it if you're just starting out and you don't have the funds, you can do it for literally $3 a month from different hosts. Um, so the, the difference between WordPress.org and WordPress.com is WordPress.org is where the software lives. This is the open source WordPress organization, the WordPress foundation, where you can download the WordPress software for free, download free themes, and download free plugins. And then WordPress.com is basically the, is owned by a company that started WordPress, the original people behind WordPress. And WordPress.com is a host. So it's kind of like where you see Squarespace, where you can go and just get a website and everything's there for you. WordPress.com is the same thing. It's, it's a paid system where you can get a website, have a domain name, and you can install you know, plugins and themes and, uh, and use whatever you want. But there is a fee to it, and it is actually a little limited to uh, if you went to a separate host that allows you to install whatever you want and do whatever you want. It is very different because it is a closed environment, but uh, it, it, it does have good performance and it can do well for many people. And if you're on their new business level plan, which I think is like 250 a year or something like that, you can now install whatever theme and plugins you want. Um, so that is a nice thing. So... Yeah, really the big difference between it is org as a software, .com as a host.
0: It's a service, right. Software as a service, yeah. as they say.
1: They, yeah, yeah. Don't
0: they have a free tier anymore at wordpress.com?
1: They do, but it's plastered with ads. Uh-huh. So if, you have the, if you're have, if you not paying, you're, you've got ads on your site. So if you've got a photography website and you're not paying, then you're going to have ads from potentially competitors.
0: Better better spend a few bucks a month to have something that you can yeah. You're free to yeah. to manage to to install whatever themes or plugins uh, uh, you have, and and that's the that's the path that I chose for myself. I have a, right. a WordPress installation. I don't pay for the software, but I pay for the hosting. Uh, being, uh, I can install whatever I want on top of my WordPress installation, which for me, means having installed too many things. I have so many plugins that I <laughs> I <laughs> forgot which ones I'm actually using, and sometimes I find, oh, there's an update for that <laughs> plugin. And I say, hmm, what am I using that yeah. plugin for? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, you know,
1: so I have, a, a, I, I use about 50 plugins mm-hmm. uh, on a regular basis, and Uh, I have a a very popular blog post that talks basically the essential WordPress plugins for photographers. And at the bottom of it, I actually keep a running list of every plugin that I have active on my site at all in any given time. Because uh, I experiment a lot and sometimes they change. And, you know, I want people to see what I am using on a regular basis. So I have a list and that way I can always reference it as
0: well. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I should not be worried that I have about uh, 20 plugins on my site. Yeah, no, I'm constantly worried that if I add one more uh, it might create performance problems or conflict with others and so right. on. That
1: so so it's it's weird. a it's sort of a myth that that the more plugins you use the slower your site gets yeah. because yes that can happen but it depends on the plugins you're using and depends on the theme you're using. If you know if you're using something that that just drains the the server resources you can just install that one and you're going to drain the server resources. So it really depends, you know. Like I said, I have—I think right now I have fifty-one plugins active on my site, and it's fine.
0: All right. So, so our podcast, is, of course, is about photography. It's for photographers, <laughs> yeah. so but many photographers and me and you and many others use WordPress for their site. So what are the yeah. advantages of WordPress for for a photographer?
1: So WordPress can do anything from like a simple app, a simple website, simple photography website to a full application. And, and I, I mean anything. So there's systems out there where if you've got a photography website and you want to turn that into an app, right in the iOS and Android store, you can install this one plugin and you instantly have an app that, I mean, with a little bit of work, but you've got an app, you pay for the service and you've got an app that you can put up in the iOS and the Android store. Right. So, and mm-hmm. that's driven off of WordPress. That's a beautiful thing. Um, so it can do anything you need and, and you can do all of it on one website. So there's no need for a separate CRM or a proofing solution because you could do it in WordPress. There's no reason to pay somebody else for the service on a monthly basis when you can just use a, either a free or a paid plugin that does the same exact thing. Um, there's no, there's no need to separate your, your blog and your website and your portfolio because a lot of photographers are doing this, because you can do it all in one spot, in one coherent experience. And that's extremely important, because, you know, people come into your site, and if they click off, and now you're they're taken to a booking thing that's completely separate from your website, they're going to be like, where's this person taking me? Why is it not? Why is it not branded? Why is it saying, you know, XYZ booking, and then you want them to look at your portfolio, and it's taking you to a, a smug mug site instead of, you know, just a portfolio on your site, and it's like, why is it? Why is the experience different? Or, you know, a different proofing thing, and it's again, why is the experience different? You don't have to. You can do it all in one place. WordPress can do it all. You just have to install the plugins that you need for certain tasks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can do e-commerce on on WordPress, and of course, you can host a podcast like uh, you and me do. Yeah, of course. Yep. There there are very few limits uh, to maybe. The main problem is the, the, the plethora of choices that you have there. I mean, not the main problem, but uh, of course you can do anything, you can do yeah. everything, but sometimes it's yep. hard. How do I do a certain thing? How do I do e-commerce yeah. or so, what theme yeah. should I choose for my, what, what are good themes for photography websites? Uh, what, what do yeah. you think are the things that want, um, the, the characteristics, the features uh, that a photographer uh, has to look for when selecting a theme for a WordPress site?
1: So I've got a sort of standard list. Uh, You want a design that looks and feels how the photographer wants. Um, That's very important. You want to feel like you, right? Mm -hmm. So the second one is you want it to say, this is Joe, right? So I'm Scott. This website is Scott. This says what Scott's style is. This is, I know Scott in person. This is what Scott is like in person. This website is Scott, right? You want, you don't want just, Yes, there's templates out there. I mean, heck, Imagely makes our templates for photographers, but you can customize them. Never use a template just as it is. Always customize it using the settings that are available to you. Um, we also make the Photo theme, which has bells and whistles for everything. And it's amazing how many photographers just use it out of the box. And they just pick a preset that we, that we create, and that's it, where they can take it further and make it their own. So use a theme, a design that says, this is Joe. Um, you want a theme that is optimized for search engines because that's extremely important. There are themes that are don't even take search engine optimization into account, and there are themes that do, and they include, you know, schema markup for different page types and blog posts and whatnot. So include all. Make sure that it includes that. Um, you want a theme that loads fast, so you can check this. You go to a demo, find a a, a site that is already using the theme if they have live examples pull up their live demos, run it through uh, page speed tools, and see how fast they're loading, especially ones that have a whole lot of content already on it. So if you can find live examples of of people using that theme, then, you know, site speed, it can easily be checked. Um, And, of course, uh, either go with a theme that has bells and whistles for everything or has very few customizations, depending on your needs. It's very important that the theme works for you. You want it to speak to your client's whoever they are, but you want your client to know who you are. And that's extremely, extremely important. So, you know, again, either lots of bells and whistles or very few. And, like, that's what we do in Imagely is we have the Imagely themes, which are very few bells and whistles. And then we have the Photo theme, which has tons of bells and whistles.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, if I may add some, something to that list, I would also say select a theme that works well on mobile. If you're doing a oh, preview yeah, of sure. the theme... Uh, look at it with your phone or tablet because let's face it, pretty much the majority of traffic uh, to websites today is coming from mobile devices. It's coming from phones. If I look at the statistics on my website, I see it's more than 50% is coming from from mobile. If it doesn't, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: uh, That's what I was going to say was uh, you can actually, anybody who's already using Google analytics can just pull it up and see you know, how many people are coming from a tablet, a mobile, or a desktop? And in fact, you can even see exactly what devices are being used uh, for, for each yeah. thing. So
0: so try it before buying, see how it looks on mobile. That would be my personal recommendation.
1: For sure, yeah.
0: Um, what is the question that you get asked most frequently about WordPress?
1: So there's, there's really three that are often asked the most. Um, the first is, how do I rank better on Google? Now, that's not WordPress-specific, but that is asked probably on a daily basis. And for that, uh, we, uh, I do have a whole tutorial on SEO, on image SEO specifically, but image SEO is more than just about the image um, at image.com SEO. And, and uh, you can just get a whole tutorial on that. I also recommend checking out fuelyourphotos.com, uh, Corey Potter, fantastic educator on all things SEO. Um, and so he's got a great resource there. Uh, how can I make WordPress easier to use? My my answer is often check out a page builder because what we were talking about earlier with you need coding experience, well, page builders are, are really doing the exact opposite. They're making it for people who just don't want to think about code whatsoever and just want visual drag-and-drop designs for anything. Um, and there's tons of page builders out there. So you could really just play around with a bunch of the free ones, see which you know user interface works best for you, and then go with that. Um, I do have an article that compares them for photographers, uh, imagerycom slash PBC, which I'll redirect to that blog post. So if you want to see all the popular ones out there. Uh, I actually worked with with uh, Corey Potter, who I just mentioned about SEO. I worked with him on this really detailed comparison. Um, and then the third is how can I stop using SmugMug for proofing in sales? Mm-hmm. And th- that's a big, big, big one because, you know, SmugMug is a very large company, but there's more people using WordPress than SmugMug on the internet. And I would say just from my experience, 95% of SmugMug users are using WordPress for the rest of their website. Very few people are actually using SmugMug as a website. They're using it just for galleries and proofing, and you can do it with WordPress. You can install uh, the NextGen Gallery plugin and NextGen Pro, and now you have galleries and proofing and sales and pretty soon print lab integration. So it's all in one place.
0: Good. Um, this podcast is also not just about uh, photography, but travel photography in particular. Mm-hmm. So my next question would be for. for Photographers who are a lot of the time on the road, sometimes they, they don't even have a laptop with them. They might just have a phone or a, or a tablet, an iPad or something like that. But they still want to uh, keep their website up to date, uh, maybe publish some photos or articles while on the road. What, what solutions would you recommend in that case?
1: So I'm, I'm a big fan of keep it simple or the, 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 the KISS approach, a keep it stupid simple approach. Uh, my two recommendations are either hire somebody to do the ongoing maintenance and posting for you. And, you know, if anybody – I've got a Facebook group that's called WordPress for Photographers. And you can join and there's people in there that actually offer these services. Um, or you can simply log into your WordPress backend on a smartphone or tablet. They're actually, WordPress is actually optimized for, for mobile already. Um, there is the WordPress.com app, and I'm going to tell you the reasons to not use the WordPress.com app. Unless you are actually a WordPress.com user, I recommend not using it because the interface in the app is 100% different than if you're using a self-hosted WordPress site. If you're using WordPress.com, then the interface will match. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to throw you off. It's not going to be consistent and any themes and plugins that you are managing uh working with in your WordPress self-hosted instance will actually not show up in your wordpress.com app. So that is going to throw a bone into the into this. The other reason to not I recommend not using the wordpress.com app is because if you're doing it self-hosted, you it requires the Jetpack plugin in order to use the app. And I I'm not a fan of the jetpack plugin for many reasons, uh, which I won't go into on this podcast. But um, but <laughs> but uh, so my recommendation is literally log into the back end of your site. It's already optimized for mobile. You can upload images from your mobile device. So if you're using a uh, you know a camera that has Wi-Fi, send it to your phone, and then you can upload your images from there if you want. Um, and and it's just as simple as that. Keep it stupid simple is my motto for stuff like that.
0: I love the idea of uh, having somebody do it for you. I mean you can, you <laughs> yeah. could hire a, a virtual assistant for for very little oh, yeah. and just send them an email with uh, with the text of your article and the photos and let them Take care of the, the formatting, the posting, keywording, and, and yep. whatever. I think that's a brilliant idea. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> I will remember. Oh, yeah. That. And I, I have the WordPress app on my phone. I don't think I ever used it. And now that I know that it's not really useful, I'll probably delete it <laughs> to make space for <laughs> something else. <laughs> good tips. Yeah. Good it's tip.
1: a shame because there's so much potential for it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It There is a push by the people behind WordPress.com to change the interface of WordPress.org software to be the new interface that WordPress.com uses, mm-hmm. and that push that that will only happen. Um, and this is also something that the WordPress.com team is working on. They're trying to get the most popular plugins, like NextGen Gallery, which we make at Imagely, to uh, be compatible with their design. And it's just a big on. It's a giant undertaking. It's a big project to do it. So. If they can get the top twenty plugins to, to do this, then I'm pretty sure the WordPress.org software will, will adopt this this new design. And I'll tell you, the new design is beautiful. It is so much better. But it, it is just it's just so much work. It's a giant project to mm. uh we'd have to dedicate, you know, at least one developer for an entire year just to uh just to re- completely revamp our software to be compatible with it. Let's
0: so, do it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh put wordpress aside for a bit uh, you gave us a, lo- a lot of information uh, and i i mean i hear questions about wordpress from from many people many friends they ask me well, what what can i do what should i do and so on and so on i will i'll send them to to this episode and I'll send them to you if they need. <laughs> or to your <laughs> facebook group uh, where yeah. they can find more help i think this is extremely important and useful um, and i agree i mean wordpress at least for me is the the best platform out there for uh, at least for uh, creatives, small businesses, uh, mm-hmm. photographers, and so on, because it's uh, something that can be managed by a single person, even if they are not specialist IT specialists. Even though in in my other life, I work on big system, big enterprise content management systems, which uh, are not suitable, but I would never think of putting them under my side. Uh, especially because of the price, the license tax, and that's the other good thing about yeah. WordPress. It's free. Okay, you you need to pay for the hosting, yeah. but the software itself is free.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, speaking of uh, just, I guess before we move it, move, before we move on, uh, just a funny story. The co- a company that I know very well, uh, based out of New Jersey, they're one of the top WordPress development companies in the world, and they were hired uh, a couple of years ago by Microsoft to actually migrate microsoft's proprietary content management system and all of their sites and blogs to wordpress mm. so microsoft isn't even using the the system that they built themselves they're using wordpress yeah. just you know it, it that says something that says something pretty pretty important
0: okay let's let's not go into that it's- might be (laughs) tricky Um, but uh, let's talk about uh, more about your photography your travels and so on so there's um, Mm a couple of uh, interesting and and funny stories that uh, I wanted to ask you about that you told me when we were chatting and one is about uh, uh, the brothers that own uh, a round barn in the Palouse in the state of Washington what's that story about?
1: Yeah. So Dale and his brother, uh, I I can't remember his brother's name. His brother wasn't really a talker, but Dale was a talker. So we we all really remember Dale, uh, Dale's name. So Dale and his brother, they own this farm. They've owned it. It's been in the family for years. It's a farm with a really unique round barn that their father built. And when Dale was, was little, his father also built him this tiny, tiny car that has that has a real engine, a real transmission in it. It's just like a, a um bumper car car mm. size. Right? Like like a you go into a to a not an arcade, but like you go to like a amusement park and there's the bumper cars. It's mm. that size. Mm. Um so uh like Dale told go, us
0: like that. a go-kart.
1: Yeah, like mm. a go kart, but it's like a legit it goes no. fast. <laughs> um I think he he said it goes at the top of fifty miles per hour. Yeah. Um it now sits in the barn, like it's parked, like it's like it's a full size car. It sits in one of like the horse st- uh, stalls that's in the farm, in the barn. And uh, Dale told us it still works, that he takes it or, uh, takes it out and, and his grandkids now take it out every so often. Um, but when he was little, he would actually ride into town with it instead of a bicycle. No license plates, you know, like no headlights, just he would ride into town totally legally, but he would do it because it was just fun. Um, and so we, we all took pictures of that, of course. Uh, Dale and his brother are, they're older now and, and they, they can't keep up with the maintenance on the barn. Once a year, they, he has the entire family, his kids and grandkids and everybody comes to the farm for barn day. And they basically spend the day restoring, they paint and they, you know, replace broken wood and rotting wood and whatnot. And, uh, it's getting harder and harder because the weather is actually getting more severe out there. They're getting dust storms and, you know, heavier rains and, and whatnot so um the barn's actually sort of degrading faster than they can restore it and so they were they were telling us that it's probably while we were there it was like a week or two later that the family was coming out for barn day and they they told us it was probably going to be the last one that they were going to you know just stop restoring it and let it do what it do what it's going to do uh and i'm telling you this is such a beautiful barn um it's so gorgeous. It's such a shame if, it, if they do let it go. But what we decided to do, I was with a few people. Uh, I think I was with like eight people or so. But we decided to each donate $20 as, before we left to Dale and his brother um, as a thank you for help, you know talking to us about it, letting us just have free free roam on the farm and in the barn to just photograph whatever we wanted. And um, we, I think they walked away with about, a th- you know, just around $1,000 um, to help you know, for barn day. Uh, so that was a nice experience just chatting and, 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 uh, and some cool uh, photographs came out of it.
0: This is in the Palouse area. Is that a place that you, where you go often that you like to photograph?
1: Uh, I wish I can go there often. (laughs) Uh, I've been there once. I, so I, I'm in this group of, uh, group of friends that we do an annual photo trip and actually the annual photo trips happening right now. Uh, this year I couldn't afford to go on it. So Uh, I got too much going on. So, uh, so this year it's actually in New Hampshire, but, uh, once a year it, it, it goes wherever. So they uh, started in, in Portland and then Moab, uh, did Acadia national park in Maine and Palouse. And, uh, while, while we were in Washington, we also did Seattle. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we've done, did in Colorado, Mm. we've done a bunch of different things and, is
0: that is that the, the the photo frontier that you are referring to?
1: So it is some of those guys, but mm-hmm. uh, no, it's actually it's a bigger bigger crew. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the photo frontier guys are also a part of this just, oh, just, Cause just group we, of friends that we get together once we, a year. We had
0: Justin and Armando on the on the podcast many yeah. episodes ago. I think it was episode number twelve or something. I should we nice. should invite them again <laughs> and see what they're up to. Yeah. Uh, because they, yeah. they like traveling. They did uh, work when they were on the show. We're talking about uh, the Route 66, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's a cool project that, that they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right Right now, Armando is actually in New Hampshire. Um, mm-hmm. He's about, I guess, nine hours north of me right now. But uh, on the on the annual photo, photo trip, they're photographing the, the I think they're called the White Mountains
0: interesting um yeah. what, what else with the photo frontier you also went to to other places can you maybe tell some story yeah. about uh, some of those uh, tours
1: yeah so the photo frontier if anybody doesn't know uh, who, who uh, be sure to listen to the other episode of course but um it's basically a, an educational website where it's less about the the um mechanics behind photography and more about the art and the story and the the just the creativity of photography and so there's uh videos uh on all sorts of different topics on the photo frontier there's a there's a facebook community where everybody you know interacts and whatnot and um so i'm an artisan in residence at the photo frontier which is i'm one of three artisans in residence in addition to um armando and and justin of course but um and We were filming a bunch of videos for the Photo Frontier, and we all met up in in Colorado, in Denver, and then we drove up to Leadville, Colorado. And Leadville is 10,152 feet in elevation, Um, and it's a very small town. It is such a cool town with a lot of character. In fact, it's where there was the gold rush in Colorado, and so there's still a lot of mines that have been closed up and... And you can see, well, as you're driving, you see just tons of mines everywhere. And, in fact, Leadville would have been the capital of Colorado uh, originally. That was the plan, I think. And so we, were, we spent a few days in, in Leadville, and one morning for sunrise, we decided to make our way up to Mosquito Pass. And that's at 13,185 feet elevation. And now I'm from New Jersey— We are just above sea level by like a couple hundred feet, I think, or something like that. It's like so, so little. And uh, so I'm not used to those type of elevations to begin with. You know, you go to Colorado when after being, you know, living in New Jersey and you're ready. You need to drink water a lot. You need to eat and you need to, you know, make sure you're staying healthy. You get up to 13,185 feet and uh, you feel it. Even Mm -hmm. if you are drinking a lot, which I was, you feel it. You know, you walk five feet and you're like, OK, got to stop, got to stop and slow down even more and take my time and keep drinking. But anyway, so it was a hot, I think it was July or August while we were there and it was hot. But then we got up to 13,185 feet and it was kind of cold. We needed winter jackets. It was just it was an amazing experience. Um, but at that elevation, once the sun began, began to, to show itself, we found out that uh, we were actually right above the clouds, at least some of the clouds. And so it was such a beautiful experience. I've never seen a, a prettier sunrise. In all the places I've traveled, I've never seen such a pretty sunrise. And not because of the color, just because the way it's bouncing off the clouds and going through the clouds and... Um, when you're above it, it's just so unique. It's so, it's so cool to see. Um, so we're seeing all these clouds and, and we're photographing it of course, and changing our positions and just having the time of our lives. And, and then as the temperature began to rise even more, we saw this giant fog in the distance coming through the town, just like as if, as if it was from a horror movie, just taking over the whole town in fog and then coming more towards us, towards the mountains. Just an incredible experience. Uh, just a, and it was a great thing to experience with a group of friends too. Uh, you know, just uh, of course uh, after after the sun was up and we were done using our cameras, Armando whipped out the drone and <laughs> had to do some some thirteen thousand foot elevation drone video. So that was that was cool too.
0: Will the drone fly at that altitude? I mean, the the air would be pretty rare. It, it was
1: tough. <laughs> yeah, he said it was. He said it was extremely difficult because not only was it high altitude, but it was very windy. Yeah. So it was having a hard time.
0: And I mean, I was doing a quick calculation while you were talking and I'm impressed because 13,185 feet is 4,019 meters. And that's a mountain pass. I mean, I don't think there are any mountain passes that high in Europe, in the Alps. Uh, they will mm. just go up to about 3,000 or a little more and that's it. And I know that uh, when the alpine rescue services they need to fly helicopters and fly them to to uh, rescue climbers at those uh, altitudes, they really have troubles keeping the the helicopter up in the air at that altitude. It's it's really impressive. So that's actually a, a mountain pass and a road going through that.
1: It's a so it's a it's a paved road for a little, mm-hmm. and then it turns into dirt road with lots of rocks and boulders and stuff to have to go over and around and and whatnot so the we actually we couldn't get all the way to the top we were probably i don't even know i don't even know how close we were to the top but we were we were pretty close but the um the truck we were in we did not want to push it too much <laughs> so we got as high as we could until we felt like it wasn't safe anymore to, to drive and, and up
0: the cars will have troubles also because of the the air is so thin; they don't get enough yeah. air in the combustion engine, so that's uh, that, yeah. that can be a problem. Very, very interesting. So we got yeah. two 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 interesting stories about two two places that I think it would be worthwhile visiting: uh, the, the Brothers Barn in the Palouse and uh, Leadville and the Mosquito uh, the Mosquito yeah. Pass.
1: And if if you do happen to go to Leadville, there is a, a historic opera house there where. Um, uh, what's the, what's that famous, uh, magician, uh, the escape artist. I, I don't know why I can't think Did of his name. Copperfield? No, no. Uh, <laughs> older than that. Uh, Houdini? he went up Houdini, Houdini yes, yeah. Houdini. So, uh, Houdini actually performed there years and years and years and years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had them build in a trap door, a trap door in the stage and that is still there and functional, um, so, and uh, hit the ropes that he had that he tied himself up in and, you know, all of it's there. It's it's pretty neat. Uh, and that's actually, um, the TV show American Pickers also went to that opera house and did a bunch of picking. So.
0: <laughs> Interesting. All right. Yeah. So what's next for you? Do you have any trips coming up, uh, speaking engagements, events? Uh, what's, uh, what's.
1: Yeah. So. um. I, so I'm going to PhotoPlus Expo in New York City at the end of this month, uh, not at the end of October. Um, speaking at Sumo Seminars, which is an online conference. Um, uh, I'm most likely attending WPPI in Las Vegas, which is I think the last week in last few days in February. Um, of course, I'm available to speak every, uh, elsewhere. So if anybody's running conferences and would like me to speak, I'm I'm available. Just get in touch. Um, but travel, you know, personal travel wise. Um, I don't have anything planned because my wife and I are tr- uh, trying to save for an adoption. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so right now I am putting travel for ourselves on hold so we can build up that savings.
0: All right. So I think that's all for uh, for today. Um, again, very much appreciated your your time and your insights into the world of WordPress. And I'm pretty sure uh, many uh, in our audience. Uh, really wanted to hear about WordPress and understand more about it. So awesome. thanks again. Uh, it's been great. And uh, let's hope we, we meet on the road somewhere again uh, in the U.S. Maybe next time I come to Chicago <laughs> or New York, it would be <laughs> yeah. definitely need to meet again. So thanks again. For sure. And all the best for your uh, uh, photography, your travels, and your business. And that was it, another great conversation uh, with lots of practical tips and suggestions about WordPress. So, if you're already using WordPress and maybe you want to optimize it or you're thinking of uh, where to host your website, I think that Scott provided lots of useful information. And for all the links that were mentioned during this episode, you will be able to find them at ttim.photo forward slash 98. As for me, uh, you can find everything about me online at ucphoto.me and uh, Ralph Velasco is uh, available at photoenrichment.com. Until next time, all the best, and now let's go out and shoot the world.